Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about cybersecurity. October is annual Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Guys like Edward Snowden, the former NSA contractor turned whistleblower, has been a frequent guest on a number of podcasts talking about online security. As more and more of our lives seem to have an online connection, there's a tug-of-war between convenience and security. Our mobile devices are always listening. My phone uses location information and tells my thermostat when nobody's home so we can save energy on heating or cooling. We may think that our phone is only listening when we issue a voice command, but that's not the case. My latest car has a smartphone app that allows me to read the current status of the vehicle. It tells me when the windows are open. It tells me if the doors are locked. It also tells me where the car is located. It even tells me what my mileage was on my last trip. But if my phone were to ever become stolen and compromised, someone with my phone can unlock the doors and even start the engine from the app. Practicing online safety takes on so many new angles that didn't exist even a few years ago. These days it means so much more than making sure your password isn't something simple. There are two ways that computers try and keep things secure. The first is by building an impenetrable password file and hoping nobody gets in. The second is by making the chances of breaking the password mathematically impossible. If your password uses simple words that are in the dictionary, you're vulnerable to a computer program guessing your password by brute force techniques. It's going to make as many guesses as it can until it eventually guesses the password. Simply making enough guesses over a long enough period of time, it will eventually figure it out. The shorter the password, the quicker the computer will guess your password. Let's imagine your password is the word sand. Only four characters. It's not going to take any more than a few minutes to guess that password. So if you extend the password to an entire sentence, something like sand is on the beach, the password has a lot more characters and it's going to take a lot longer for a program to crack that password. Now, if you start including special characters, let's say you replace the S in the word sand with a dollar sign and you replace the B in the word beach with the number 8, kind of looks like a capital B, you're making it much harder for a computer to guess the password. When we talk about cybersecurity, people tend to think first and foremost about password security, and that's certainly important. Another technique called two-factor authentication brings in an added layer of security. For example, in addition to having the correct password, if you had to type in a time-sensitive code that's only valid for a short period of time, you make the chances of a password breach incredibly small but there's another few areas that can create vulnerability. The first is to never click on a link that's been sent to you via email or via messenger. If the link isn't going to the place you think it is, the act of clicking on a link can initiate the download and installation of malicious software under your computer. That software might exploit a vulnerability in the security of your computer's operating system. Once the hackers have installed software on your computer or your phone, That software can monitor your keystrokes and memorize your password. At that point, no amount of password security will help because they're literally eavesdropping on all of your keystrokes. If you're in business, your website is also a point of vulnerability. It's not talked about quite as much, but commercial websites are under assault virtually all the time. For example, every day of the week, I receive notifications from my website and from the website from my wife's business every time it receives a barrage of attempts to attack the website's security. We've had to install additional security software on my wife's website, for example, to prevent internet addresses outside North America from even accessing her website. 
Since our business is local, there's no business reason for someone in Poland or India to try and gain administrator access to her website. Don't even make that possible. We also add software that ensures after 16 failed password attempts from a single internet address, any further attempts will be locked out for an hour. That means any brute force attempts to break the website security will take at least 10,000 times longer. I can tell you that I'm seeing hundreds of attempts to crack website security each and every day. We also make edits to the websites on a staging site that's not publicly visible. So, if the production website was to ever be compromised, we can replace the production website with the contents from the staging site with the push of a button, and in about three minutes, the entire production website has been replaced with a fresh copy that could not have been compromised. This is in addition to ensuring there's a daily backup of the website. If you're relying on backups alone, it's not enough. In the case of a security breach, you would have to know when the breach took place, not just when the symptoms appeared. You wouldn't know whether you had to restore from yesterday's backup, or a week ago, a month ago, or even six months ago. Websites these days integrate an awful lot of functionality. It's not just presenting information. We're talking about databases, financial records, electronic commerce. So making sure your website is protecting the names, email addresses of your clients, their financial information is vitally important. You want to make sure that you conduct a security audit of your website with a trained security professional. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Play it safe online. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.